0: And you're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM. We are about to dig into the Bible study about the division this morning. So we're supposed to be talking about unity, but we're actually talking about division.
1: Well, they go hand in hand, don't they?
0: I guess you need to understand division Division. to be able to understand unity. That's
1: great. Or appreciate (coughs) unity. You have to experience division.
0: Indeed. All right. So before we do so, what is our next clue for our quiz?
1: Who am I? I said, call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter.
0: Okay, so a bitter person who spent 10 years in Moab arrived in their homeland by the time of the barley harvest. Who is this person? Uh, Well, I don't know if
1: they were bitter, but their life was a bitter experience. Because you can have a bitter life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is a
0: this is a really really good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually think this person was actually, from what I've read, a very very positive person. Yeah. Optimistic. Even though Mm -hmm. their life was bitter beyond what I can even begin to imagine.
1: Yeah. Littered with tragedies. Yeah. Yeah. Just very sad. Very Mm -hmm. sad life. Mm Um, but yeah, but yeah, she, she, well, we're going with the she. I'll give that away.
0: Um, ah. <laughs> yes, but, but not she, in the last half hour. You gave it away in this half well, hour.
1: Please carry on. Um, <laughs> not in the last thirty seconds, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, she did have a very bitter <laughs> life. But when you read about what she says and how she conducts herself uh, in the story, she doesn't come across as someone who's embittered or negative or hates God or anything. She's very much a God fearing. Um, yeah, almost crafty Kind of woman Yep, yep. <laughs> She's we, not going now Without a we, fight we Let's won't, just say uh, that.
0: <laughs> We won't play that song What is it The song Matchmaker Matchmaker Make me a match <laughs>
1: Lyle That song is totes not Faith FM approved (laughs) 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 Ah, You're so get fired There's a a, a small hint right there (laughs) A a little bitty one
0: (laughs) Okay, 1-800-324-843 Is our number if you know the answer If you can figure it out 0491-064-669 If you want to send us a text message with the answer And there is a prize coming your way all right, Mon. Yes. Why do we call Jews Jews?
1: Because uh, they're Jewish.
0: Mm. <laughs> why do we call them Jewish?
1: Uh, I don't know. I really hope there's a pun in this. <laughs> no, there's no pun in this. <laughs> this is actually a
0: real question. Um, I don't know. This is okay. Yeah. And I, th- I think the average person actually doesn't know no why idea. we call Jews Jews. Yeah. Because right. I know
1: why Christians are called Christians, but I don't know why Jews are called Jews.
0: Mm. Mm. And why are they only called Jews? from a certain period onwards in the Bible. So That's in the Bible, question. here's what you're going to find. Up until a certain time point, they're just called Israelites. That's true. We don't call them Israelites today. We don't. We do call them Israelis sometimes, but mostly we just call them Jews.
1: Do you reckon, do you reckon Jews would get offended if I referred to them as an Israelite? If I saw some no. Jews here in the i like, what's would. up, Israelites?
0: I, I, the, the Jews that I know wouldn't. Okay. Um, they would... Uh, They would hold that name with pride. Mm -hmm. Um, As well they should. uh, Absolutely. As well they should hold the name of being a Jew with pride. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I think we should all be proud of our heritage. You should be proud of being German. I should be proud of being Sri Lankan. You know, my wife should be proud of being American, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Ah, A little bit Sri Lankan anyway.
1: (laughs) Just enough to give you a permanent tan. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's my piece of (laughs) – it's my one claim to having something exotic. (laughs) (laughs) exotic. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we could call them Hebrews. Oh, Yeah. Because that's a that's a biblically correct name for who they are. True. Right. Mm-hmm. Um have you ever called any of your Jewish friends Hebrews?
1: I have not. No. No, I have not.
0: So occasionally we will call them Israelis if they are from Israel. Mm-hmm. But most of the Jewish people I know are not from Israel, so I we we call them I've Jewish. I've
1: never met an Israeli Jew.
0: Okay. hmm Even the whole time that you were in Israel? I've never been to Israel. Oh, you've never been to Israel? Okay. No, that's Varney. thinking about Varney. Uh, you've been to every other country on the planet. How have you not been yeah. to Israel?
1: Yeah, my bad. Sorry.
0: Um, <clears throat> and why not call them Abrahamites?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why not that? Or something to do with Moses?
0: Mosesites. Yeah. <laughs> Mosesites. <Mose-ites. laughs> um, well, actually, Hebrews is kind of related to Abrahamites because it comes from the um, ancient word Ibri. Ibri becomes Mm -hmm. Hebrew, which sort of comes from Abraham there somewhere. But we also could call them Palestinian. Could we? No.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure you would get away with that one. But they do
0: live in that region called Palestine. True, true. Okay, so that whole region under the British mandate was called Palestine. So that's the actual um, land on which they live is called Palestine, the land of Palestine.
1: Okay, but, but, what, but that
0: would cause a lot of, that would be very politically wrong and, yep. and that would be offensive.
1: And you still haven't explained why they're called the Jews.
0: Okay, so this is a really good question. They're called Jews because they are from the tribe of
1: <gasps> Judah. Judah. Why did that not occur to me sooner?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, duh. something that seems very, very obvious to me. <laughs>
0: Now the next question up is the next question that comes up is why do we only have people from the tribe, tribe of, of Judah? I
1: was just thinking that I was like, hey, didn't they split into two tribes? They had the tribe of Judah, and they had another tribe. Why didn't like what happened there?
0: Okay, so you, you originally started with, with um, twelve tribes.
1: That's twelve of them, yeah.
0: We don't come across people and they say, yeah, I'm a Simeonite, or I'm an Ephraimite, or I'm a Danite, or I'm a you know. This what kind happened of, to them? They all of die of out. Fight. Um, this is this is a, this is a very very valid question. Why are there only why are there only Israelites from the tribe or Hebrews from the tribe of Judah who are left? Yeah, that's Thus, a really we just have question. Jews, and that's what today's lesson is all about.
1: Can I take a stab in the dark? Stab away. Is it because you know how God separated the Israelites from the rest of the people on the planet and called them his special people? Yes. Did he maybe do some more chopping up of the people and like then from the Israelites chopped off some more people and said, "Well, these are now my special ones"? No. Okay. Fine. They
0: chopped themselves up.
1: Oh, they. Uh, oh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. So, Mon, we need you to read it for us. Take us to First Kings chapter twelve.
1: First Kings chapter chapter.
0: First Kings chapter 12, and we're going to read here the story about a man by the name of Rehoboam and his friend Jeroboam, just to confuse you.
1: Well, speaking of stuff-ups.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you catch our stuff-up this morning?
1: (laughs) Our producer came in and told us what happened.
0: (laughs) So I pre-recorded this interview with David Storjic yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I thought, yeah, I'm going to make it sound like it's part of the show. Mm -hmm. And and, and of course... um, We, we had prayers, we always do before we start an interview. Yep. Little and countdown. Which, was, which was nice. a little countdown, recorded the interview. <laughs> all of which you got to hear. Yeah. <laughs> My lovely wife played it for all of you.
1: <laughs> so, usually our producers do uh, top and tail, um, our pre recorded
0: Not interviews. all of our interviews are pre. Most of our interviews Is are alive. live. Yeah. And when we do a pre recorded interview, we, we sometimes might. You know, make it sound Yeah, like sometimes
1: we bizarre. have guests who just can't make it live. They can't make it on the phone or they can't make it to the studio. Sometimes they're overseas or sometimes their schedule just doesn't allow. So we catch them when we can and we interview them where they are and then we bring the interview to the studio. And uh, and, and then, of course, we have to edit it to make it um, fit into the program. And yeah. so we forgot to edit that one. We hope we <laughs> hope
0: you enjoyed joining us for um, the introductory prayer and, uh, and do you, we actually a little can, countdown yeah, A little bit we, of a behind the scenes view of Faith FM that's right there it,
1: That's it And we, do you know what? We invite you to be part of the Faith FM team All you need to do is just pray Pray for us Pray that the people who are listening Absolutely, Absolutely. Um, You know, can can learn about Jesus and meet Jesus And, and grow closer to Him through this, this ministry
0: And if you've got a prayer request, send it through We'd love to pray we'd for love you as well to pray. We love praying. Um, We'd love to pray We'd love to We'd love to take that to the Lord in prayer And if you've got a story to share, let us know Amen Amen um, We'll give you a call, and you can share your story on Faith FM.
1: Okay, First Kings,
0: First Kings, chapter twelve, chapter verse
1: 12. one. Rehoboam went to Sheshem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king.
0: Okay, uh, Rehoboam was the son of Mr. Solomon.
1: Re- oh, 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 he was one of the sons. He was the
0: son of, Solomon. of He was the son of Solomon. Okay, so here is what you've got: you've got David who builds the, uh, David who builds a country. That is basically made up of Judah and Benjamin to begin with. He mm-hmm. rules over that for seven years. Mm-hmm. After seven years, he has been in civil war uh, with the other tribes, and at the end of that period, they come to him and they're like, "You know what? This is stupid. Um, we're is going to stupid. we're going to come over to uh, we're going to reunite the nation and we're going to reunite it under you." Mm-hmm. So, of course, um, the other tribes of Israel had been uh, maintaining the lineage of Saul, and. They recognised, yeah, this is this is not going to happen, and David is actually the Lord's anointed, and so we need to um, bring ourselves, you know, align ourselves, and so that then created a nation made up of all twelve tribes. Mm-hmm. David ruled over that for the rest of his life. Solomon comes to power, and when Solomon comes to power, he turns that nation into an empire that stretches from the River of Egypt to the Euphrates, the greatest empire the Jewish nation ever had. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Okay, so the uh, <coughs> um, so we've got the um, this whole circumstance where you know Solomon is building, really what became known as the, in many respects, the Israelite empire.
1: Can I just ask? You know how David wanted to build the temple, and God said, "No, you have too much bloodshed in your reign." Yes. Yeah. Um, so you just said that Solomon. Uh, increase the empire even more, mm-hmm. does that mean he did that by force? Because then wouldn't there have been bloodshed in his reign? So why was he then allowed to build the temple? Or did he uh, was he more diplomatic in his… He
0: was the wisest man who ever lived. He extended the empire through diplomacy rather than war.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: So basically what he did was he made uh, the Jewish nation into the most wealthy nation on the planet mm-hmm. so that other people could see the economic advantages of being aligned with… The Jewish nation. He made it uh, a very powerful nation of course militarily as well a military that was never used but uh, people began to to you know, other nations began to see the advantages and so uh, there were a lot of nations that became basically protectorates you might say um, of the Jewish nation and thus he built an empire.
1: That's very clever. Oh yes oh, clever. D-
0: absolutely it was just a, uh, a work of genius and of course what had happened was under David is that David had subdued um, and disarmed the, uh, the enemies of Israel so that you know if you had previously been an enemy of Israel, okay, you've, you've been subdued, you've been disarmed. It's a very, very bad policy to go to war with Israel. They have a very powerful army. You don't want to go there, but they're also very wealthy. And so the smart thing is to do is to align yourself with Israel you know, and to start receiving the same blessings of God that Israel was receiving. And so you do have a time period here where lots of countries are aligning themselves, forming alliances, becoming uh, like protectorates and this kind of thing mm-hmm. until the empire, it actually becomes an empire. Mm. So the, uh, the nation empire of Israel, uh, beginning with David, lasts for a period of about 80 years. And this is where Israel was really at its, at its peak. So as, actually, as, a, as a world power.
1: They actually managed to become unified and no more civil wars and then took yeah. over the rest of the world kind of a thing.
0: Well, they started to. Mm-hmm. If they have continued mm-hmm. on, where would they have stopped? Yeah. You Australia? Know. <laughs> 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 However, Solomon dies and Rehoboam comes to the throne. And that's the verse that you just read there. So Rehoboam, so you've got, to get, you've got to get these two names. These two names are central to this story and they are confusing. Jeroboam and Rehoboam. So R and J. Okay. So we're reading about R. Ah is Solomon's son, Rehoboam. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay,
0: Solomon's son, Rehoboam. Yep. He, uh, Solomon has just died, so Rehoboam is going to, be, he's going to Shechem to be crowned king. All right, keep reading.
1: When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this... Okay, he so now re-
0: this is J now. This is not Rehoboam. This is not the son of Solomon. This is Jeroboam, the son of Nebat.
1: And when he heard this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects.
0: Okay, so a little bit of history here. Jeroboam had been a bit of a revolutionary, a bit of a rebel, and because of that, the death sentence had been passed against him by Solomon.
2: Oh.
0: He'd been stirring up sedition. Mm Mm-hmm. And treason, and so as a result of that, he had um, gone into self-imposed exile in Egypt for his own safety. Okay. Solomon is now dead. He comes back. He's obviously a popular figure amongst uh, many of the tribes. And Solomon, okay, he built you know an incredibly powerful and wealthy uh, empire, but he did so through incredibly heavy taxing.
1: Oh, I see.
0: And the nation of Israel was struggling under that taxing. Okay, so Jeroboam now comes back and he's like, okay, we have a new king on the throne. Um, Now is the time to lobby for a decrease in taxes. So that's what Jeroboam is effectively doing. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. So this is J, not R.
1: Okay. Jeroboam replied, give me three days to think this over. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Who Who replied? Rehoboam. Rehoboam. So... Rehoboam the son of Solomon replies give me three days yep
1: Uh, then come back for my answer so the people went away then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father Solomon what is your advice he asked how should I answer these people the older counsellors replied, if you're willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects.
0: Okay, stop right there. Yeah. What is it that they are, what, what form of leadership are they recommending to Rehoboam?
1: Uh, an amicable one. They're saying, you know, be a servant to them. A servant leader. Serve the, serve the people. That's the point yeah. of the king, right?
0: Now, if you look at, uh, you look at Jesus, Jesus was a servant. Perfect. He came yeah. to serve. So they are, are recommending to Rehoboam um, a form of leadership where the leader actually serves the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the form of government that we try to establish in, you know, modern countries today. Mm-hmm. Here in Australia, our, our Prime Minister, his job is to serve the people. Mm-hmm. We employ him to serve us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the concept behind it. doesn't always happen that way, but that's the, uh, that's the theory behind it. The yeah, idea. And yeah. so these guys, they'd been working with Solomon. Solomon was incredibly wise uh, that some of that wisdom had rubbed off, and so they are recommending a form of servant leadership. Now you've got to remember that Rehoboam was was a very young man at this time. Uh, I think he was like twenty one or something, rather. So he's just you know, a bit of a kid. But anyway,
1: it's, it was smart of him to ask their advice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, and to ask for three days to come up with an answer, but and well, not and he not follows just follows it. Yeah, and not just spout forth and uh, and you know,
1: give a quick answer. Give
0: a quick answer. All right, continuing on.
1: But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisers. His mates. Mm-mm. What is your advice? He asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied. This is what you should tell these complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions.
0: (laughs) This just always guys are insane. Fascinates me. I will beat you with scorpions. How do you beat someone with a scorpion? I I mean, seriously, it's just like what I I would not want to find out.
1: (laughs) What What was he thinking? This is such a bad response to anybody. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people would turn to hear Rehoboam's decision. Okay,
0: okay, before we get there, before we get there, let's just let's just unpack this a little bit. So these are his mates. Yeah. Now he has grown up in the palace mm-hmm. as the uh, prince, the crown prince. You can imagine the kind of mates that he grew up with, right?
1: Probably some spoiled brats.
0: A whole bunch of completely entitled spoiled brats. Yep. And, of course, they have never faced oppression. They have never had to deal with being taxed. They have never had to experience what the average person on the, on the street is experiencing. They have no idea what's going on. Uh, the older counselors, you know, they had lived through the era when Israel had been struggling. They knew what it was like to be a battler, and they knew what the country was facing, and they knew, what, you know, they, they knew Jeroboam, you know, and they knew why Jeroboam had come back from Egypt. You know, they could see what the what the uh, the, the whole lay of the land was. He just goes to these and they're just a bunch of entitled millennials is all they were. <laughs> <coughs> Get my dig in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with their iPhones.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Googling scorpion whips. <laughs> Order some of these off Amazon. <laughs> <whips>. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> scorpion whips.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, so ba- but basically what they are recommending is this. If you bow to the pressure of the people – You'll be seen as weak, and you'll be seen as somebody who will always bow to their pressure.
1: So they clearly don't think that servant, servitude is, uh, is a good thing. They think that servitude is a sign of weakness.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, the older men weren't recommending that Rehoboam bow to every whim and wish of the people. This is not every whim and wish. This is a major issue right here. And this is an issue that needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed in the way that they are recommending it because uh, there were things that needed to be set right. They needed some balance to come in.
1: And also it would would have been his first move as a king and it would have been a, a good move to align himself with the people. They would have liked him.
0: Particularly when you've got this situation. We have to go back to the time of David. When David first establishes his nation, it is made up of Judah and Benjamin. And for seven years he rules over Judah and Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, you have civil war that goes for seven years A country that goes through civil war Takes a long, long time to recover from the wounds of that war You know, go to the Balkans Yeah, exactly Have they emotionally recovered, you know, 20, 25 years down the track?
1: I saw a lot of racism while I was over Not there Not
0: even close mm. And it will be gener- You look at the United States They've never truly recovered from their civil war And this is not that many years. You know, there's like, what, 50 years down the track, 60 years down the track. Uh, But we'll be back right after this.
3: Peace. It don't come easy, love, it don't come free Martin Luther King said, Lord, I have a dream Boys and girls of every color walking side by side Brother, sister, come home, turn that darkness into light Born into the heart of Dixie land holy rollers in the hills of Birmingham all those summer sponges chasing lightning bugs by night heavy stillness in the heat of august and july
2: Lord,
3: a wind stirring from the east to west said my heart a-blazing deep down in my chest and I heard that preacher crying out from 16th street till we all have freedom there is no man truly free Better four girls died today, but we will rise up singing. Truly, we shall
2: overcome,
3: and we won't quit singing till that day of glory
2: comes.
3: Peace it don't come easy, love it don't come free. Martin Luther. The king said, Lord, I have a dream. Boys and girls of every color walking side by side. Brother, sister, come on, turn that darkness into
2: light.
3: Brother, sister, come on, turn that darkness into light. We shall overcome one day, we shall overcome, deep in my heart I do believe, one day we shall
0: You're listening to Wilder Atkins bringing to us, side by side, a song about uh, Martin Luther King Jr., who, of course, was somebody who stood for non-violent change and, you know, it's interesting. And and unity, yeah, definitely in doing away with racism and division and all this kind of stuff. And so we're talking about division today. Um, terrible division that takes place within the nation of Israel and what we see happening in this story. You know, we were looking at the um, – we, we mentioned the Balkans earlier on and it's not too, too similar to that history the more that we actually consider it. But before we get into that, mm. we do need to have a clue yeah. for our clue. quiz. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a clue quiz clue. Quiz.
1: <laughs> quiz. clue. Okay, who am I? My two sons are Marlon and Killian and Elimelech is my husband.
0: Okay, so we've got some mm. uh, some relatives now. What we need to know now is the names of the daughter-in-laws. and uh, That's the
1: next clue. Don't tell them.
0: You'll have the answer to who this person okay. is. Okay. Give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number or text us on 0491-064-669. Okay, so coming back to um, the history of the Balkans. So the Balkans used to be separate countries. Then they became Yugoslavia. Um, all united together, it did not take too much of a match to be dropped in the middle of that for it all to split up again, right? Mm-hmm. If we then look at the nation of Israel, they had been two separate nations, well, they had been 12 separate nations under the judges. Then they became two separate nations under David and the descendants of Saul. And they were two separate nations for seven years, eventually being united under David once again, is not going to take much of a match to be dropped in the middle of that, you know, 50, 60 years down the track for that to split apart again. Um, Jeroboam is there, and of course, the presence of Jeroboam is a threat to this new young king that the nation could split apart again. The wise older counsellors have told him how to keep the nation together. Uh, The kids that he's grown up with have said, nah, just, just, just show a hard, you know, Mm-hmm. Just, just go in hardcore is like, yeah, I'm going to be 10 times harder than my dad. You know, you thought my dad was hard. You haven't made anything yet. I
1: think you thought he was going to earn respect <coughs> that way.
0: Yeah. And, uh, okay, so, uh, Mon, you need to pick the story up for us.
1: Okay. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counsellors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, My father laid heavy burdens on you, but I am going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of the Lord, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nabat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. When all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, Down with the destiny of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home, but Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Ad- Adoniram who was in charge of forced labor, to restore order. But the people of Israel stoned him to death. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David."
0: There you go. I could probably mm. stop there. Okay, you just a bit more there to read. One you?
1: more verse. When the people yep. of Israel learned of Jeroboam's return from Egypt, they called an assembly and made him king over all Israel. So only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the family of David. Okay. The match has been dropped. Split That's as it. Had.
0: And it's split right there. So there was a short period of time where the nation of Israel was united. So here's why. here's where the different names come from. Okay, so... Um, we begin with Jacob, who was called Israel because of his struggle with God. Yep. And the word Israel means you know, struggle. He has 12 sons, 12 tribes. Um, they come out of Egyptian captivity under Moses. Um, they're called Israelites or the children of Israel because they're the descendants of Israel, whose name was Jacob. They then live as 12 separate tribes under the judges, and you'll find that the tribes acted fairly autonomously. So often you'll find one tribe going to war and not any of the others. They weren't operating as a united nation during this particular period. Then we find that David comes to the throne. He he forms a nation. Uh, Sorry, Saul comes to the throne and unites all the tribes under one nation. David comes to the throne after Saul's death and rules over two of the tribes, Judah and Benjamin, um, while the other ten tribes. are ruled by the descendants of Saul. Then after a period of seven years of continual civil war, they put that behind them and they all unite under David. Now, this is, this is what we call the nation of Israel. It gets confusing when the nation has a civil war under Jeroboam and Rehoboam and splits. Now when we talk about Israel, we're not talking about the whole nation. We're talking about the ten northern tribes only. And the southern nation is the nation of Judah, which we call the Jews. And so when we talk about Israel in the Bible, you've also always got to stop and think, okay, is this before or after Rehoboam? Because if, unless you stop and think, is this before or after Rehoboam, you don't know what you're talking about. If it's before Rehoboam, it refers to all 12 tribes. If it's after Rehoboam, it only refers to the 10 northern tribes. Now, not only did they split politically, but they also split religiously. Oh. Here was Jeroboam's fear. Jeroboam's fear was that the center of worship was in Jerusalem, which was ruled by his rival, Jeroboam. And because the nation was so tied to their religion and to the temple, which was in Jerusalem, and because the entire nation would go there for the annual festivals, you know, you had things like Yom Kippur and these kinds of things. Um, his fear was that over time the population would start to build a connection with Rehoboam's kingdom, an emotional connection with Rehoboam's kingdom, and it would weaken his leadership and his rule.
1: Wait, hang on. I think you just said Jeroboam twice. So which one's ruling Jerusalem? Rehoboam. Rehoboam.
0: Okay, yeah. Yep. Rehoboam is ruling in Jerusalem, so Jeroboam He's is worried. He's yeah. worried that when the people go down to Jerusalem, where Rehoboam is ruling, that they'll start to establish emotional ties. It's going to weaken their support for him, and sooner or later, he may lose his kingdom. His kingdom is very, very new, and it's fragile. It's weak. It has only just started off, um, and, and 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 so he needs to, uh, you know, he needs to really, you know, firm up his kingdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what he does is that he builds two places of worship at either end of his kingdom. One of those places of worship is on the border of Judah, on the highway where people are traveling to Judah to go and worship in the temple.
1: Oh, I was trying to divert traffic.
0: He's trying to divert traffic. He's like, you don't need to go all the way down to the temple. That's several days more walk down the road this way, just turn aside here, and you can worship Yahweh right here.
1: Wait, is that allowed? Is he allowed to build a different temple or is? That...
0: Okay, it gets more interesting than that because he, forms his, he now forms his own worship of Yahweh. He ordains his own priests. Uh-oh. These are not Levites. Mm. Then he builds an altar. This is not the altar that God told to be built in the temple. Then he wants to have a depiction of Yahweh.
1: That's not allowed, is it?
0: And so he looks back into the history of Israel and has there ever been a depiction of is uh, of Yahweh that has been used in the worship of Yahweh before?
1: No, because no graven images.
0: Ah, there was.
1: There was a... And it, there's a calf.
0: He builds a golden calf. No. He builds a golden calf.
1: <sighs> what a fool.
0: Now, he builds another one at the other end of his empire up in Dan and the problem was that people were going up there too. Um, you know, and mixing with the, the pagan nations up there. So that's Jeroboam. Jeroboam. That's Jeroboam. So we've that's got, the 10 northern tribes. We've
1: got two full kings, basically. Two full
0: kings, two full kingdoms, and they go into idolatry. And it's called the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, throughout the Bible. Whenever you read about the sins, that's what they are.
4: Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with
2: love.
0: They're living far longer and far happier than most people in the world. And now their secret's out. Six regions have been identified as blue zones, places where people experience holistic health. And it's doing them a lot of favors. So do yourself a favor and come along to the free Rethink Health workshops, where we will explore six core principles of health and longevity. Proven through the Blue Zones at the Swansea Center Sunday, October 7, October 14, and October 21st, from 5 p.m. is where you'll find us. For more information, call 0402-528-869 or search for the Rethink Health event on Facebook.
4: In all that I do, all I am
1: Welcome back to Faith F. you're here in The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon and I'm going to give you the very last clue for this quiz, it's going to make it super duper easy, are you ready? Who am I? My two daughters-in-law are Orpah and Ruth, which will give you a huge clue right there. If you're not sure who it is, maybe you could turn to the book of Ruth and have a little read of who was Ruth's mother-in-law, because that's the answer. So give us a call, 1 800 324 843 if you think you know, and uh, we will send you the prize. And Lyle. Yes. It's time for the question, question of the, of the day. day. Okay. You ready?
0: Kind of. <laughs> I hope so.
1: <laughs> what are the grounds for biblical divorce? Or what are the biblical grounds sure. for divorce? Okay, this is
0: a really important question, particularly in the context of what we were talking about yesterday, where we were talking about domestic abuse. And we talked about, in, you know, in, in a relationship where, you know, the spouse hits somebody else, uh, hits, the, hits their partner, then um, I would say that's a dangerous situation to be in. This is somebody you do not want to be with and that there are – particularly the good thing here in Australia is that you have options. You need to find those options. You need to get out of that relationship.
1: Because you can leave <coughs> your husband but not necessarily divorce. Okay, from so there are two,
0: two different – well, actually there's three different issues here. There is separation – there is divorce and there is remarriage. Okay, so let's let's talk about them one at a time. Separation is when you when the two of you simply separate and you live separately. Divorce is where you divide your possessions, so that's a legal process. Remarriage is when you decide to get married again. These are three different separate uh, issues that we are dealing with here that are often all confused together. Now, the Bible is very clear about separation. Um, there is nothing. There is nothing wrong with separation. Um, Obviously, this is something that in a relationship you want to try and avoid, if at all possible. But if there is abuse taking place, you need to get out. You need to get out today. It's that simple. Give us a call here on 1-800-324-843. If you would like some phone numbers, you can call to help you facilitate that because it can be dangerous. Lives have been lost because people have chosen to stay in an abusive relationship because they think that God wants them to stay in a dangerous place. God does not want you to be in a dangerous place. Having said that, the Bible is clear that God hates divorce. Divorce tears people apart. What you're going to go through is going to be something that is truly horrific. I have never seen a divorce that has been anything less than just a stand-up, bloodthirsty fight backwards and forwards. It doesn't necessarily start out that way, but it seems to always end that way. And so if you're going to go down that path, you need to recognize that there's there's going to be some difficult times ahead of you, but that you can get past that if that is necessary. As Christians, we should always work towards solving the issue. If they if somebody is not hitting you, if you are not physically in danger, you have made a commitment to this person and Uh, and and, and you should, if possible, try and work this out so that your first stop is going to God and going to counselling. A Christian counsellor is where you need to go. That's not the last place you go. So often we make it the last place we go. And as we mentioned yesterday, uh, Christians typically, uh, by the time they go to counselling, have reached the point where it's all over and and, and it's too late. So we need to be aware of that from a a, a Christian perspective. Now, the Bible does speak about um, divorce, um, to the point where a person can, because uh, remarriage, of course, is a, is, a, is an important issue. So if we go to uh, Matthew chapter 5, hmm, uh, where are we looking? Whoever, but I say to you that whoever, oh, <coughs> verse 32, I say to you that whoever shall put away his wife or divorce his wife, uh, except for sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery, and whosoever will be married to her commits adultery. Adul- adultery. The key word here is the word except. When Jesus uses the word except, he places an exception into this particular teaching, and this is where some churches come unstuck. And we mentioned yesterday, it's it's illegal to have a divorce in the Vatican. When Jesus gives an an exception, there is an exception here, and of course, the exception is um, immorality. Paul speaks about this issue in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7 and verse 15. He says, But the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the Christian husband or wife is no longer bound to the other, for God has called you to live in peace. And so there are a couple of uh, instances here where the Bible talks about where separation does take place, and if you give your life to God, the Bible says, and, and, and they choose to leave, don't force them to stay. You know, And we should never try and force somebody into a relationship. You cannot force somebody to love somebody else. In conclusion, divorce should be avoided at all costs. At the same time, you should never stay in a dangerous relationship and separation is a, uh, a biblical solution. Remarriage is another issue altogether again. If you've got more questions, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is our number. Uh, guys, you were listening to just, uh, with uh, uh Grayson Reed fight <laughs> for you. What, what are
1: we listening to now? Tell us, tell us again. <laughs> reading
0: the, reading the, the just heard line. <laughs> i <I'm> like, <laughs> what? Are you going to Blame this, this on Daylight th- Savings As this well morning is The morning for Bloopers <laughs> ah,
1: I'm pretty sure I'm the only one Who hasn't Stuffed it up Yet <laughs>
0: Oh goodness oh, me yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway this is The end of the show We are about to Give something away So if you want To give us a call 1-800-324-843 <laughs> Is our number Or text us on 0491-064-669 The joys of live radio
1: Yes we're going to Have a cry <laughs> after this Okay today we're Giving away a wonderful book. It's called experiencing God's love on the back. It says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31, three. When was the last time you experienced unconditional love? Does your soul yearn for peace? Do you long for forgiveness? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Can you know for certain that Jesus died for you, that his everlasting love is yours? This book will provide Bible-based answers to those important questions and more. You'll discover that God really cares about your life, that you can trade anxiety for peace, that true forgiveness transforms lives, that Jesus suffered the cross for you, and that there is hope for a, there is reason to hope for a bright tomorrow. So if you want to get a copy of this beautiful book, Uh, Experiencing God's love You can give us a call here now 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number We only have one to give away So the first person to call through Will be the person who gets it
0: And don't forget If you'd like to know more about the Bible Give us a call We can set you up with Bible study, small group, online uh, Correspondence Or um, one-on-one If you'd like to do my Bible course Which is called The Prophetic Code Uh, then give us a call and we can make that available for you as well. But as always, we enjoy your company. We love you guys and we enjoy having you here. We look forward to talking to you again tomorrow morning here on Faith FM.